Kevin Markwick. There you go. Uh, oh, has anybody seen Sam Lowry? <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is me without it actually being me, if that's okay. I'm here in spirit. So, what I've done is I've made you a show of all film music. So if you tune in for the film stuff, that's a good thing. And if you tune in for the not film stuff, that's a bad thing. Only you can decide. So thank you to Adrian for a uh, two hours of groovy soul grooviness as usual. And tonight on a film only, film music only show, uh, we've got stuff from Nick Cave, Miklos Rossa. Elmer Bernstein, Alex North, Jerry Goldsmith, of course, our favourite. Alberto Iglesias, Bernard Herman. Oh, all sorts. Vladimir Cosma, Ron Goodwin. Don't think we've had him on the show before. Anton Karras. You can guess what that's going to be. And Clint Mansell. And, of course, Maestro Ennio Morricone. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, actually. Well, I hope so, anyway. So sit back and no Cheney tonight. He'll be back next week. Don't worry, ladies. So sit back and relax and enjoy uh, Elmer Bernstein's original score from The Magnificent Seven.
It's that switch there. That's the one. So, uh, oh, I can't see me, me doobries to make. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, that's from uh, Elmer Bernstein's score for The Magnificent Seven in 1960, directed, of course, by John Sturgis. Now, um, you can't, that was a bit difficult to find that recording because you can't always find that string bit on the beginning. It's quite often missing, which is annoying because uh, they kind of truncate it. I don't know why they do that. But um, that's a, I always remember that was the bit I liked right at the beginning of the film when you see the um, United Artists logo, wasn't it? And then uh, those strings come in and then you see them riding over the hill. Fantastic stuff. So I'm going to stick with the um, uh, Western theme now. And this is from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. A score, obviously, uh, by Burt Bacharach called South American Getaway. <laughs> Ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-
South American Getaway from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid from 1969. Woohoo. Directed by, um, why did I do that? Woohoo. Like it was a shocking thing to learn. Um, it wasn't because that's when it came out. 20th Century Fox, uh, it was a big thing for them and it was a big, big film. And I remember seeing it as a kid and loving it. And actually, it was still, it was still a groovy thing when it came on the television, like 20, 10 or 12 years later. That's how long it took films to come on, on the television. Anyway, um, what the other thing I wanted to say was, before we go into the break, that you know you can still get in touch with the show at Kevin Markwick on Twitter, uh, or you can hit us up on the Facebook page. Just because I'm, I'm uh, not here in person doesn't mean you can't contact the show. And uh, let me know what you think um, of how we're doing, how I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, so we'll have one of these, and when we come back, it'll be the last of the of the Western theme song. Okay, so it's Kevin Markwick here uh, doing a sort of a film-only show where I'm just basically using uh, this recorded version of the show as an excuse to play you two hours of my favourite film music, and boy was it difficult kind of fitting it all in. So here's the last of uh, sort of a basic, rather rather sort of gnarly western theme version thing i was doing this is from the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford uh called rather lovely thing
part of um, Nick Cave's wonderful score for the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. That's not the easiest thing in the world to say, is it? Um, and that's called Rather Lovely Thing, which it is, actually. Now, what I did was I just kind of picked a bunch of tracks out that I really, you know, film music that I really love, and then then sort of little themes became apparent, so I sort of bunched those. So I bunched all the westerns together, and now we've got a couple of epics coming your way. Uh, this is Alec, Alex North's... Alex North's... <laughs> Ah, wonderful opening credit music uh, from Spartacus.
main title from Alex North's score for Spartacus 1960, uh, which was a massive, massive uh, epic film which did very, very well, took a lot of money at the box office and has actually stood the test of time. I think largely... um, because of the director, Stanley Kubrick, and the, the drive of the producer star, Kirk Douglas. In fact, it was Kubrick's pretty much, I'm pretty sure, his only film as a director for hire. Um, you know, they were all his own projects after that, and certainly I think they were before that. But um, it, still, it still stands up very well, very, very well indeed, and shot in beautiful 70 mil. Uh, the next one, the next epic we're going to do is Ben-Hur. That was shot in... Um, Camera 65, which was uh, gave you an even wider ratio than 70 mil. Uh, nothing like as uh, straightforward and secular as uh, Spartacus, but nevertheless, it's still um, it's still it's still filmmaking on a scale we're never going to see again.
epic on on all fronts. All all of my fronts are epic. Um, part of Miklos Rosa's score for Ben Hur, directed of course by the uh, amazing William Wyler, who was one of Hollywood's absolute greats, actually. Um, you know, from the uh, what they called uh, women's pictures in the forties, like The Letter and The Little Foxes and Mrs. Miniver. And those amazing documentaries he made as he as he actually fought in World War Two, uh, the the original Memphis Belle actually, and then he he came home and he made this extraordinary film called The Best Years of Our Lives, which if you've never seen, um, you really must look it out. It's probably one of the best uh, war films. I mean, when I say war films, films about war and the effects of war ever made. Quite extraordinary thing. Okay, so we're going to go slinky and sneezy when we come back. Evening sound So, Kevin Markwick here, um, playing you my favourite film music, or some of my favourite film music. There was no possible way I was ever going to get it down to uh, two hours. So, the next, uh, I'm going to have uh, a sort of sleazy section now. Sleazy, well, some of the films are very sleazy. And this is uh, part of the score for Alexander McKendrick's absolutely amazing 1957 film, The Sweet Smell of Success. <laughs> Match me, Sydney. 
Oh, yes. Oh, that's wonderful. That's from uh, The Sweet Smell of Success by um, Alexander McKendrick's film, 1957, and the score by Elmer Bernstein, who we've had once already, of course, with The Magnificent Seven. And you're going to find that um, there are composers that keep coming back in and out. Uh, that's the wonderful thing about film composers. They're so versatile, and they can do all sorts of things. So we're going to go back now. Uh, we're going to retain Sleazy, 1950s, uh, and we're going to go back to Alex North, this time for A Streetcar Named Desire. <laughs> That's part of uh, Alex North's score for A Streetcar Named Desire, uh, which was, uh, of course, the film that broke out uh, Marlon Brando as Stanley Kowalski uh, from the play by Tennessee Williams. Now we're going to move forward another, so what are we, 57, 57, 57, 57, so 40 years after writing the music for um, Sweet Smell of Success, Elmer Bernstein wrote, actually, you have to say, a not dissimilar score for Curtis Hansen's film L.A. Confidential. So you decide, see if you can hear the... Uh, the uh, actually, no, it wasn't. What am I talking about? I'm talking absolute nonsense. It was Jerry Goldsmith referencing Elmer Bernstein. Oh. See, I've just got to get my facts straight. No, this, is, of course, was Jerry Goldsmith from L.A. Confidential.
That's a, a cue called The Victor from L.A. Confidential uh, in 1997 by Jerry Goldsmith, of course. What I meant was that it, he was very much referencing those scores by Elmer Bernstein and Alex North from the 1950s. Uh, so forgive me for getting myself tied up in knots there. So uh, what I'm doing is I'm just going through some of my favourite film music. It doesn't mean that you can't get in touch with the show because I'm off uh, in the jacuzzi. Um, you can still hit me up on Twitter at Kevin Markwick or you can contact us on the Facebook page, The Kevin Markwick Show. Um, it would be great to hear from you if you're listening to the podcast. Also, please, please, please get in touch because uh, it, it's, it's great to hear from you. And, you know, we'd like to know what you like about the show and what you don't like about the show. So we're going to go spies now. <laughs>
It's wonderful stuff, isn't it? That's from uh, John Barry's score for uh, The Epicrest File. And that shouldn't be playing at all. That's uh, Get Carter, isn't it? Oh. Um, you know, just wonderful stuff. It was kind of the anti-Bond, directed by Sidney J. Furry in 1965. And uh, so what we're going to do now is stay with the spies. I think it's the only John Barry. Is that the only John Barry I've programmed? Which is unlike me, to be honest. Um, John Barry and Jerry Goldsmith. In fact, there's loads more Jerry Goldsmith coming. In fact, <laughs> more Jerry Goldsmith than anyone else. Uh so I thought I'd stick with the spies and move right up to date, even though the film is kind of looking back in its own particular way. Uh, this is part of, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Alberto Iglesias' score for the uh, amazing uh, film version of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. This is called George Smiley.
sounds lovely, isn't it? It's uh, George Smiley is the track, is the cue, as it's known by us doctors, uh, from Thomas L. Fredson's 2011 adaptation of Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which, uh, you know, was never going to equal the complexity and long sort of longness, the longness of the TV version, but nevertheless highly successful. And uh, what great films he makes. Let the right one in. What great films. Okay, we'll have one of these, and when we come back, we're going to scare the what's-its out of you. Kevin Markwick here, uh, playing you just film music this week for two hours while I'm not here. I'm sitting in. I've recorded the show earlier. I hope you're enjoying it. And taking us up to the news, one of the greatest film scores ever recorded. Uh, It's Bernard Herrmann's score for Alfred Hitchcock's film Psycho. Thank you. 
and Mark Wick. Stocks last your nearest central services show. Designer colors to suit your demanding taste. Central services. That's called The Execution of Flash from Queen's score for Flash Gordon, obviously, which was a great fun film, great fun score, all that malarkey. Uh, Kevin Markwick here. Uh, I'm doing a recorded show for you, um, and I'm doing just two hours of some, just a small a soup song of my favourite film music. Now, um, what we're going to do now is some Jerry Goldsmith, which may come as a bit of a surprise to you, since uh, we haven't had any for about 20 minutes. So um, I'm going to do three in a row, uh, three Jerry Goldsmiths in a row, then I promise I won't do any more. But they're all science fiction. They're Jerry Jerry Goldsmith science fiction scores. This is, um, yeah, nearly the best one, probably. I don't know. There is no such thing as the best one, but this is uh, the main title from Alien.
Jerry Goldsmith's main title theme from uh, Ridley Scott's 1979 science fiction uh, horror, I guess, movie Alien, which it's incredibly evocative music, isn't it? And it's just chilling. And and I think I've said this before about this music, but it's one of those scores that when you hear it, it makes you want to see the film right now. It's that wonderful. Now, here's a warmer side of our friend Jerry. This is, I think, also from 79, Star Trek The Motion Picture, beautiful piece called uh, Ilya's Theme. Ilya's theme from Star Trek, the motion picture in 1979, which was a busy, well, all years were busy for Jerry Goldsmith, it seems, um, which was the music uh, ultimately which defined the Star Trek franchise for quite some years. Uh, The theme that he composed, the opening, um, you know, the main title theme was used in uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. And it basically, yeah, it kind of uh, defined it for the next 20 odd years, really. 
um, and wonderful score, wonderful kind of pumping score. Uh, but of course, the other thing that Jerry Goldsmith does is he gives us uh, avant-garde as well. And in uh, 1968, Franklin D. Schaffner's film, Planet of the Apes, which was very groundbreaking at the time. It's difficult for us to perhaps imagine that now. And uh, and also we've had the reboots and the terrible, terrible Tim Burton version. If you've ever seen the Tim Burton version, put it out of your mind now because it was terrible. Um, but the original one, Planet of the Apes, and actually the second one was pretty good, Beneath the Planet of the Apes. They kind of got uh, did, did increasingly worse. But to sort of reflect that uh, discordant and, uh, you know, upturned, topsy-turvy version of the world. Jerry Goldsmith writes a, a, qu- a quite extraordinary score, and this is uh, the opening titles from Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes, uh, Jerry Goldsmith. Now, when we come back, uh, no more Jerry Goldsmith, I promise. (laughs) Enough Jerry Goldsmith, Ed. And um, what we are going to do is uh, some long overdue uh, world cinema after this. Kevin Markwick.
Oh, ah, there you go. <laughs> you Meji's theme from uh, In the Mood for Love. Wonderful, wonderful. Shiguru Umabaya's music. Uh, just the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful film. Uh, again, if you've not seen it, uh, get out there and watch it now. This is uh, from Motorcycle Diaries and, and equally as wonderful. That's from uh, Walter Salas's film, um, The Motorcycle Diaries. The score by Gustavo Sandaola. It's uh, what it just makes me blub like um, nothing else. Those extraordinary shots at the end. They're sort of are they black and white. I can't remember. It's a while since I've seen it, but it's um, it's uh, wonderful stuff. Right. This is from uh, Habla Conella. Talk to her. Dicen que por las noches no más se le iba en puro llorar. Dicen que no comía, no más se le iba en puro tomar. Juran 
que el mismo cielo se estremecía al oír su llanto como sufría por ella que hasta en su muerte la fue llamando Paloma, uh, which I don't know, Kuku means Paloma is bird, isn't it? Um, from uh, Abla Cornello, which is Talk to Her, Pedro Amaldivar's uh, amazing film, and that's performed by Cutano Veloso in the film. It's that barbecue scene, isn't it, where they're all sitting outside on the. Um, I think it's outside on the beach. Not a beach, is it? Maybe it is. I can't remember. Uh, but it's a wonderful scene anyway and a wonderful film. Kevin Markwick here. I'm uh, playing you two hours of uh, some, a small amount of my uh, favourite film music from some of my favourite films uh, while I'm not here. 
I mean, I am here, but I'm not here. You know what I mean? Now, uh, we're going to move on to uh, Diva, which in the mid-80s we thought was the coolest thing ever. And this rather kind of um, drippy, sentimental thing uh, was something we, we enjoyed immensely. That was the height of sophistication in 1981, at least we thought it was, uh, from uh, Diva, that's called Promenade Sentimental uh, by Vladimir Kosma. Okay, we're going to have one of these, and when we come back, uh, ooh, good one, a good one. So here we are, Kevin Markwick, uh, kind of recorded version of me going through some of my favourite film music, playing. Hopefully, hopefully you're enjoying it. Please let me know uh, at Kevin Markwick on Twitter or um, on the Facebook page, the Kevin Markwick Show, or any other way you want to get in touch. Really, just come rap on the door and tell me to stop. Anyway, um, this is from the conversation. It's got to be one of the greatest ever, isn't it?
Oh, from the conversation. Uh, in 1974, that's David Shire's uh, main theme for that. Um, what an amazing piece of filmmaking. And uh, if that, if Harry Call, um, Gene Hackman, if that performance isn't one of the greatest performances ever put on screen, then um, I don't know what is. Uh, I, I never get tired of it. I can watch that over and over and over again. Now, uh, there's no actual particular theme to the music that I'm going to play till we get to the end of the show. I've just sort of cobbled together uh, a few tracks for uh, all sorts of reasons. Did we do war films? I don't remember. No, I don't think we did particularly, but <laughs> one I loved as a kid. And it was another roadshow picture, actually. Not an epic a roadshow picture, slightly different. Uh, it meant that uh, the release pattern was slower and you charged more for it. But, um, yeah, it didn't go into the epic category. This is f- uh, part of Ron Goodwin's score for uh, Where Eagles Dare.
where Eagles Dare from 1968, uh, Ron Goodwin's uh, opening title music for that, which brings back an awful lot of memories uh, sitting in the cinema in Uckfield as a kid, watching it over and over and over again. I mean, it's a bit knuckleheaded and kind of silly. It's based on the book, isn't it, by, um, what's his face, you know? <laughs> Him, Alistair MacLean, and was directed by Brian G. Hutton, uh, who, of course, made a couple of pictures with Clint Eastwood. Kelly's Heroes probably was the most successful. But that was huge, hugely, hugely popular at the time. Broadsword calling Danny Boy, of course, and all that, which I think has made the news for all the wrong reasons recently, which is a shame. So here's another film that played a, a big part in my childhood. This is um, the main theme from The Third Man by Anton Karras. Holly Martin's uh, Holly Martin's arrives in Vienna from The Third Man, which doesn't really age at all, does it? That we used to have a copy of that, a f- complete copy on Super 8, um, which some of you may out there remember that this film, remember that stuff film. But this is really, really, really narrow film, Super 8, which a lot of a lot of you out there would have had your home movies on. Well, we had feature films on it as well, which were wonkingly expensive, um, because what you needed to do after you were running a cinema all day was to come home and put a film through a projector in the living room. But, you know, go figure. But that's actually how I learned about a lot of films, was watching them at home on Super 8 and sometimes on 16mm. Uh, I would imagine those days are long gone, what with the Blu-ray and uh, all the rest of it, which you have to say is a lot easier and probably looks better. Oh, no, shoot me. Um, OK, this is uh, Clint Mansell, who's one of the... Uh, one of our great British composers at the moment, and this is from Moon, it's called We're Going Home. Thank you. 
we're going home from Moon, which uh, was Duncan Jones' debut feature film. Wow. Uh, and what a film it was. It was, um, you know, proper job science fiction, really, which is what we like immensely. Um, and that was the score by Clint Mansell, the equally talented Clint Mansell. I'm, I'm blathering, aren't I? Can you tell? <laughs> uh, don't put him in front of a microphone. OK, so we've got a couple to go. Um and then it's all over. And then next week I'll be back live with you. This is from uh, another great movie. This is a documentary, Senna, which hopefully you've all seen, uh, made by the great uh, Asif Kapadia. And this wonderful piece of music um, by Antonio Pinto is called God Senna Theme. Antonio Pinto's score from Asif Kapadia's uh, remarkable documentary, uh, Senna, which pretty much made Rush possible, really. I don't think Rush would have been made without um, that film. And if you, again, well, like all these things, any film I've mentioned tonight and you haven't seen it, then you have to go and see it. Do you understand? OK, so we'll have a break and then one more when we come back. 105 
so that's it for another week um sorry if you you know i wasn't here but i mean i was here i came in and i did this for you what more do you want um thank you very much no really it's really um great that you listen in and thank you very very much um and please tune in again next week or pass the word on about the podcast if you enjoy that so i thought what i'd do is finish with uh, probably the ultimate cinema film uh cinema parody so uh, Ennio morricone's wonderful score i can't watch it too often because it kind of has me in bits if i'm honest um so here we go then and uh, night night sleep tight and i'll see you all next week <laughs>